0: Humbling to be here and I'm excited. You know, one of the blessings of the way that we're set up right now has been, you know, I get to pass through here a lot on my way upstairs uh, to be with Life Fellowship, but so I get to interact with a lot of you in passing, and that's always a good time. Obviously, in D2, I get to spend a lot of time with you guys, and that is very enjoyable. But what's really cool is my kids, they've been hanging out in Kaya. So Uh, That's also super exciting to have them rub shoulders with so many of you because when I think about my children who will be where you are, so many of you are in samples for what Lori and I are trusting God for. So to see our children love God, love his word, love his church at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, they have a plethora of examples in this place and praise the Lord for that. So that's always super encouraging to me. As you've seen, though, this morning in our services, we have been honoring Pastor Sam, and rightfully so. It's Pastor Appreciation Month, and we do this every year. And I always walk away from that feeling like we didn't do enough in comparison to who he is and what he means to MBT, uh, what he means to me personally, what he means to my family uh, the, the role that he has played in, in God's plan and God's working in my life, uh, we could do it every Sunday. As Brandon put it so well earlier, this is like Father's Day for us, for Sam. It really is where, where we get to say praise the Lord and, and thank you because he is that to us. He's a, like a father to us, and praise the Lord. And then to have Tony G with us. If, if you weren't in the first or second service, that means you'll be in the third one, Oh, my goodness, are you in for a treat, a special one. But as much as you appreciate Pastor Sam, I also know, and Kaya, you appreciate this guy right here. I know that you have to, absolutely. Uh, Pastor Brandon Briscoe is a blessing to Midtown Baptist Temple. Uh, He's a personal blessing to me. He's a co-laborer and a very good friend. A guy that I've just enjoyed. I'm so glad you're on staff. Praise the Lord. I'm sure he gets tired of me as uh, those five-minute discussions that turn into 45-minute discussions, right? That's what you do when you get in your 40s, right? you just nothing short, all right? So let me just say this. If you have not expressed your thanks to him today, uh, would you do that today and in the coming week or coming weeks? And let me tell you why. Would you consider what the Bible tells us in 1 Timothy 5:17? This will be familiar, but listen. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. I believe that Pastor Brandon Briscoe, I can't talk this morning, I believe that Pastor Brandon Briscoe labors well, or he rules well. I believe that. I believe that he labors in word and doctrine, and he doesn't do that to be honored by men. He does it because he loves the Lord and he loves you. That's why he rules well. That's why he labors in word and doctrine. But you know what God says? Even though he's not doing it for the honor of men, God says it's right. God says it is right for you. It is, it is right for us to doubly honor those that rule well and labor in doctrine. Not just in October for Pastor Appreciation Month, but as a a rule and practice. This ought to be common for us. And so this week, because it is right, honor Him. Express your appreciation and your thanks. Now, having said all of that, I want to share a quote with you that was given to me many years ago. And it was a very simple quote, but I have found it to be very profound, and it goes like this. Ministry is hard. And I was listening to Pastor Tony this morning. He said that statement, ministry is hard. And as I listened to him yesterday during the recharge, I thought, Lord, you have a way of coordinating things that only you can do. Because I'm like, we're on the same page, God. I clearly see it. That's a very simple statement, but I will tell you today, ministry is hard. At times, it's messy. At times, it's very discouraging. At times, it's draining. And at times, it absolutely hurts. Deeply. That's ministry. That is not to whine or paint a negative view of the pastorate or discourage anyone from desiring it. It is the truth. I'm certain that any pastor in this church would tell you how honored and privileged we are to be pastors, especially here. To be a pastor in this place, under and with Sam Miles, is an absolute treat and an honor, but ministry is hard. And while I trust that you'll express appreciation today and this week, Four and to Pastor Brandon Briscoe, if any pastor could be transparent with you, and so this is cool, I, I, I get to speak his heart, not that he asked me to, but today is very fitting and our focus this weekend is so very fitting to share the things with you that I'm going to share with you, but any pastor, if they could be absolutely transparent with you and tell you what they really desire... I can promise you the two things that we're going to talk about today would be on their list. I know for a fact, these two things would be on their list. These things are, or have been born out of walking with God and experiences in ministry is how I have arrived at what I'm going to share with you today. We're going to be in Philippians chapter 2, which is where we have been on Sunday mornings with Sam, I want to make sure you understand, I'm not looking to go back and correct anything that Sam has given us or, or, or anything of that nature. This text has been on my heart for some time. And I really didn't know what God would have me to do with it until we had this conversation about me speaking in Kaya, And then I knew, okay, this is what God would have me to do with what he's put on my heart. But Philippians 2:19 we read But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state for I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state So it had been some time since Epaphroditus the messenger of the church at Philippi had been with them and so Paul was burdened and concerned about their welfare and their state and so uh, he's trusting the Lord to send Timotheus to check on them and see how things were going and how they were doing now what he says in verse 20 gives us the first thing that I promise you every pastor deeply desires and I do mean deeply What he says in verse 20 is, for I have no man like-minded. Listen, every pastor deeply desires like-minded leaders. Every pastor desires like-minded leaders. God's word tells us that there are some people There are some people in life, there are some people in the church, in the body of Christ, who are very precious, and they are as rare as they are precious. One of those people are faithful men. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 20, verse 6, Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. In other words, these men, these people, they're not in abundance. They are as rare, as a matter of fact, as the virtuous woman, who's also hard to find. Consider what the Bible tells us in Proverbs 31, verse 10, who can find a virtuous woman. For her price is far above rubies. In other words, these women, they're not hanging on trees. Faithful men are not hanging on trees. They're not just splattered everywhere. Guess what? I'm certain many pastors would agree that having like minded leaders, those people too are precious and they're also rare. They are. Now, part of Paul's point was that he had no man with him at Rome, which is where he was at the time as a prisoner, as we know, except Timothy that he could send. But what he says, or what he said in verse 21, stresses the rarity of like-minded leaders in ministry. Look at it. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. Simply put, there are people in ministry leadership, listen, who are in it strictly for themselves. It's all about themselves. They are ambitious and they have an agenda that is not for the glory of Christ. That is the reality of ministry leadership with some people, always has been, is, and always will be. If you are a leader in Kaya, helping Pastor Brandon Briscoe lead this ministry, You have to understand, if you are not like-minded with him, please understand this very carefully, God will clearly manifest that to him. That will be exposed. It has to be. From what we see here in Philippians, Paul clearly knew that there were some people that he could trust in ministry, and there were some people that he couldn't. He knew that. And this brings us to what I believe to be an extremely critical question, and here it is. Would you, would you think about this? Are you a trustworthy leader? Are you a trustworthy leader? Are you someone that your pastor trusts and can entrust? See, if we're talking about trust, listen, that has everything to do with your personal character and your faithfulness. And if we could just have a moment of genuine honesty, I will tell you, I will bring you on this side of the table, I will bring you behind the pastoral curtain. And I will tell you, every pastor has to make decisions regarding who they're going to entrust with certain ministry opportunities, roles, and responsibilities. And sometimes they will choose someone who is less gifted, less talented. Why? because they can trust them they can trust them i have learned that there are some people who are so gifted praise the lord and they're so talented praise the lord and they're so enthusiastic and they're so zealous praise the lord but their character says they are a liability Because, for all the good that they will do, for all the fruit that could come out of this, at some point their character is going to tear your heart out. They're going to do some serious damage. They're going to wound as many people as they minister to, if not more, because they can't be trusted. To the leaders of Kiah, I want to give you some basic traits of a like-minded leader. Here's the first one. Like-minded leaders are submitted to the leader. How about that? Would you look at verse 19? Look at what Paul says. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you. Now, how that is written and how we read that, it is very clear to us, or at least it should be, that Paul was over Timothy. He was over him and the Lord. So under the authority of the Lord Jesus, Paul was going to send Timothy to Philippi. He was trusting the Lord for that. And listen, please understand this. We do not find, at least I'm not aware of, any place in Scripture where Timothy ever pushed back, challenged, or questioned the Apostle Paul. Now, was he perfect? No. None of us are. But I don't know of any place where he rebelled against Paul's authority over him. And I understand who I'm talking to, because I'm talking to American believers. And statements like that, it, it challenges our American way of thinking, because when I say that, here's what some of you are hearing. What some of you are hearing is, okay, I hear what you're saying. You want us to be Brandon's yes leaders. You want us to be like bobbleheads, where whatever Brandon says, we just say, yes, we'll do that, absolutely, yeah, yeah, no problem. That's what you're hearing. Because those kinds of statements, they're very uncomfortable for us. Because if there's one thing I have learned about us as a people, if there's one thing about us I've learned, we are so deeply opinionated. And the thought and the idea of not being heard makes us extremely uncomfortable. I think I believe, I feel, in my opinion, why wasn't I asked? Why wasn't I consulted? Understand, God is not a fan of man-pleasing. That's not the issue, nor is it what we're advocating. The issue is that for some leaders... They are, listen carefully, they are conditionally submitted. They are conditionally submitted. In other words, if they agree with Brandon's decision regarding fill in the blank, they will follow, they will submit, they will give their all with a happy heart. fantastic. It's exactly what I was thinking. I agree with that. That's it. Yep, I'm with you, bro. But if they do not agree, like an immature child, they will make it crystal clear. They will make it crystal clear in their response, in their countenance, and in their behavior, they will make it crystal clear, I am submitting to you and I am following this only because I have to, not because I want to. I wanna make sure you know that. I am submitting and I am following under protest. To that person, Understand, God does, and he will clearly expose that heart attitude to your pastor. And guess what his takeaway is from those moments? Because it will be the same as mine. The takeaway is this. I now know how far I can trust you and how much I can entrust you. I understand now there is a line because I know push comes to shove at some point when I make, not if, when I make a decision that you don't like or you agree with, I understand now how you're going to respond to that. And here's how you can know if you are conditionally submitted as a leader please get this, is you withhold submission over issues, please get this, that do not involve sin. You withhold your submission in issues that do not involve sin. So Brandon is making a decision that Falls within the lines of scripture so he's not out of bound there and okay, I get it. If it was your decision to make, you would make a different decision. But you simply do not like the decision so here's what you do. You pout. And you murmur. You, you get with your closest friends, and you let it be known. I don't agree with that. I don't like that. I don't think that's the right decision. I, we go on and on and on. Again, has he sinned? No. Is he out of bound biblically? No. You just don't like the decision. And so, God forbid, that my opinion and what I think about that is not heard. If that's you, brother or sister, may I graciously tell you, may I answer the question I asked earlier, you are not a trustworthy leader. You should not. You cannot be trusted with much. That hard attitude says to a pastor, at best, you are a liability in the ministry. I don't care how gifted you are. Your pride and your arrogance can burn it all down. Anyone ever hear Joab? (laughs) And God has no interest in moving you beyond where you are until your heart attitude changes. Two, like-minded leaders are of the same mind as the leader. They're submitted to the leader, and they have the same mind. Obviously, we're talking about being like-minded. So we need to see the mission and the work the same way as pastor brandon sees it we have the same mind but what i want to do here is i want to state what is not obvious you know what i've never been a senior pastor neither is brandon pastor tony G is a senior pastor but i've never been a senior pastor i am not one sam is and has been for years and so This is very, very important. Whoever God has you under as a leader is who he would have you to learn under. Whoever God has you under as a leader is who he would have you to learn under. That's important. And I'm not talking about doctrine only. How does Sam think? Why does he think that way? I don't have this all figured out. I don't have all the answers. I need to learn. I want to learn. I have to learn. God has me under him. Here's the problem, though, in churches like ours, because some of you think you know as much Bible as Brandon does, and in some cases, because of pride, you think you know more. You lie to yourself, and you tell yourself that, you know what, I could do what he's doing as well, and maybe a little better. This is how some people think, I know this. What you don't understand though, if knowledge alone was the chief prerequisite for the pastorate, you might have a point, but it's not. And you need to know the view, the view is always different from the top. I promise you, There isn't a person in this room apart from Brandon Briscoe and the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Listen, they have a view of this ministry that no other human being in this room right now can have. I don't care how close you work with Brandon, how next to him you are in leading this ministry, I promise you, on your best day, you do not possess the view of Kaya that he does. You can't. Praise the Lord, I'm married to a phenomenal wife and I praise God for her, but I promise you, our family looks different to me than it does to her in some ways. I have a view of our family that not only can she not have, she doesn't need to have it. But what she does need to do is trust and respect that God, I get it. He has a burden for our family and for our home that is different from mine because of the view that he has based on his position. You haven't reached this place yet. So why not listen and learn from the man who is over you and get what God has? But here's the issue. Here's why that doesn't happen or why it's not happening. You understand? Listen. Leaders who are not trustworthy, please hear me, they're not humble people. That's why they can't listen and learn. Let me tell you one of the most dangerous places that I could ever imagine to ever be in my life, ever, is to get to the place where I am no longer teachable. I've got it all figured out. I know it all, I got the answers, I could do better. Fill in the bank, listen, if we're growing right, listen, I can learn and I do learn from my kids. <laughs> There are things I see in my kids where the Holy Spirit says, are you paying attention to that? Did you see that expression of humility? That's exactly what brings glory to the Father. Why don't you make sure you do that too? Pride, oh my goodness. The idea (laughs) that you could do as good of a job as someone who's doing a job you've never done reeks of pride and arrogance. It stinks. Three, like-minded leaders are like-hearted with the leader. They're submitted. They're like-minded, they're like-hearted. Look at verse 20 again. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. When we're talking about caring, we're talking about the heart now, aren't we? We have to be. Paul was not interested in sending a scholar to Philippi. Who would roll in the town and just blow them away with their doctrinal brilliance and not care one cent about the people. You heard that in the service this morning. Caring about people, caring for and caring about people is near and dear to the very heart of God. First Peter five: seven, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Paul wanted to send someone to Philippi that had his heart. Ministry leadership is about caring for people. It's not about making a name for ourselves. It's not about building our personal brand. Listen, we've said it before. Ministry is not a platform for you to display your personal greatness. Finally, they have recognized what I have to offer, they've recognized how great I am, and they finally put the mic in my hand so everybody sit down, shut up, and watch this greatness on display. There are some people who absolutely long and covet the stage Because they are deeply convinced that these poor people have been so deprived of everything they have to offer. And so Sam and Brandon and anybody else you can name, sit down, get out of the way so these people can finally get what they haven't been getting. No, thank you. This is verse 21 again. You're seeking your own. It's all about you. If ministry is about some vainglorious agenda that you're working, and God's people are just a means to that end, God will expose that. And eventually you'll be sat down. Brandon has no desire to move anyone forward in ministry with that heart. Can I ask you? Are you like-hearted with him when it comes to caring for the people? Let me tell you, and I'm I'm, I'm coming to the finish line here. Let me tell you, I'm talking to the leaders. For many, in many cases, when a leader is under a pastor and they think about helping that pastor, do you know what they typically think about? Here's how I can help Brandon. Brandon. Give me the stage that's how I can help Brandon let me teach let me preach see now we get to the issue is that about helping Brandon or is that about helping and serving you so let me get this right you want to help Brandon so here it is I'm just thinking hypothetically this is just coming to mind so you want to help Brandon right so what do you do when you're at the Kaya retreat and there's, there are 10 people waiting online to talk to Brandon? So you want to help Brandon? Okay. Yeah, bro, I, I really want to help you. And there's 10 people lined up and you walk right by him. But I want to help Brandon. Hey. You're right, how you doing, man? Listen, he's a little tied up. Can can we can I help you? Can we talk? That's what helping Brandon looks like. You know, there's a visitor over here. I've never seen that person. Let me go over and sit down and introduce myself and talk to them. That's helping Brandon. You know, Brandon, wow, he's man, he's a husband, he's a father, he's a pastor. It's getting late. How how can I stick around and help tighten up whatever? But you but you want to help Brandon. Is this landing? Watch your heart. Let me tell you, do, do you know what helping Sam means on some days? And I'm not boasting. God forbid. You ready? Helping Sam some days means I'm in his office, as I, I, I am a lot, you ready? And I go, and we're having an apple or a snack or something, and I put my foot to open the lid on this garbage and it's full. That's helping Sam. So let me, let me tighten this up, let me get this out, let me put the bag back in, and let me run this out to the garbage so he doesn't have to, de- that's helping Sam. I'm probably over time, I don't know. Finally, would you turn to 1 Corinthians 13? Guys, leaders, watch your heart. Watch your heart. Watch your heart, watch what you covet, watch what you desire, watch your heart. You wanna be a blessing? You wanna glorify God? You wanna be a blessing to the man over you? You wanna learn from him? Humble yourself. Okay, very quickly, when I was a child, I spake as a child, verse 11, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. The immature believers at Corinth had taken an unhealthy preoccupation with spiritual gifts. The issue then and now was, what good is your spiritual gift if you are uncharitable and immature? Not a lot. Please, as much as a pastor desires like-minded leaders, you know what he also desires? Maturing followers. Maturing followers. Now, that might sound redundant, if not overly obvious, but here's what I can tell you. There are some people who are following, but they're not mature. (laughs) Would you agree with that? What makes ministry hard is dealing with untrustworthy leaders and immature believers. There's your heartburn right there. They still speak as a child, they have the understanding of a child because they still think like a child. So Brandon puts hours of time into labor to study and teach the word of God and he does it week after week and and here's where the heartburn, I mean, here, here's where it's like, okay, you ready? I'm going to give you a visual. It won't be kind, but here's the visual. If you can imagine somebody taking a baseball bat and as hard as they can, like a baseball swing, man, they just, wham! It's right in your gut. Well, you've you spent hours laboring and studying and praying and digging to get God's perfect. And week after week after week, Brandon gets up and in six weeks, he's been pouring his heart out to only learn that you've chosen to do the opposite of everything he's been feeding you. That's the bat to the gut. That will tear your heart out. That's when ministry gets hard. Let me share this with you. I was teaching on marriage, and I had been with God, and I'd heard from God, and is. And I get done, and there's this couple that wants to meet with me right afterwards. And guess what they want? They want marriage counseling. I'm thinking, this is going to be a layup. This is going to be the easiest marriage counseling session I've ever done in my pastoral life. Because, man, I just poured my... I mean, I was sweating I was preaching so hard. So we're going to sit down, and and they're just going to say, you know, we... We did. We needed counseling, but we just got it. Praise God. Here's what we heard. Here's what God said to us. And they literally sat before me anticipating that I would give them something completely different, completely new from the 45 minutes. And I tell you, I was sweating. I was stunned. Stunned. Brandon loves you. I know that. I've sat with him. I sit with him. I'm envious. Because on more than a few occasions, when he talks about you, some of you in this room, he does so with tears. I said, bro, I wish I could cry like you. And I don't mean that as a, a critique or an insult or a slam. It's beautiful. The tears run down his face because you took that baseball bat and went to his heart. He has a godly jealousy for you and is beautiful before the Lord. But would you understand this, please? Kaya is officially too big for Brandon to find two hours for 30 people in this room a week. Here's what he can do, and here's what he does. You ready? He spends time with the Father about you, and he spends time with the Father getting a word from the Father for you. So guess what? Every Sunday, he stands where I'm standing, and you know what he does? He doesn't just provide counseling for 30 people. He provides counseling for everyone. That's what he does. My former pastor used to say this. He used to say, I don't know why people come to me for counseling. I'm not going to tell them anything different from what I say on Sundays. It's profoundly true. Now, please hear me. I'm not saying that you are wrong or you shouldn't see Pastor Brandon for counseling. Far from that. I'm not saying that you are a nuisance. I'm not saying that he hates you. Far from that. So I'm not trying to deter anyone from that. But here's what I am saying. Please get this. Maturing followers grow because they consistently obey what they hear. Do you understand if you sat in this place and you were intentional to obey what you heard in this place, you would never need to meet with Pastor Brandon or any other counselor for counseling. Ever. As much as Brandon will appreciate a thank you note or a gift card this week for Pastor Appreciation Month, here's the best expression of appreciation that you as a fellowship can give him. Are you ready? like-minded leaders, and maturing followers. That says we appreciate you more than any tangible thing you can give him. Amen? God, we thank you for your word. It is always good. It is only good. I do believe that we have heard from you. May we run with what we've heard and that it would not return in vain. For your glory we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.